I hope you've got your big kid pants on today because my guest this week is not fooling around. Here we go. You're listening to the Elevate Your Aid podcast, where we firmly believe that time management and productivity is just a matter of simple mathematics and prioritization. Productivity guru and self-care ninja Chris McPeak will debunk your biggest time management limiting beliefs. It's time to hear from everyday people like you sharing their tips and strategies for success and learning how to incorporate small changes in your life in order to make the most of every hour in your day. If you're ready to prioritize, synthesize, and realize your daily needs and wants, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, podcaster, and wannabe 200 breaststroke national champion, Chris McPeak. Hello, friend. This is Chris McPeak, and you are listening to another inspired episode of the Elevate Your Eight podcast. I am continuing in my quest to pump out as much content and connection as well as much as I can during this time. I know people who are working from home, maybe feeling isolated, you're not able to get out and see your family and friends in large amounts like you used to, or that we're used to, let's say that. So in the days and weeks that come, I hope that you will look to this show as something that can provide comfort and solace and inspiration and motivation to you. And if you need anybody to talk to, I want you to reach out to me. I'm opening up 30-minute free coaching slots right now for people who want to talk to the struggles they're having working from home, the struggles that they're having being away from friends and family, not being able to get out there and do the things that we're accustomed to like going to the movies, swimming with our swim team, working out at the gym. And I would definitely would like to work for you. So if you will look in the show notes for the link that tells you how to sign up for one of these and get on my calendar and let's visit because at this time, I think we need community. We need people more than ever. And if that has to be virtually, it'll be virtually and we'll make it happen and it'll be fun. So look for that link in the show notes. My guest today is Amber De La Garza, also known as the Productivity Specialist, which of course is not to be confused with the Ohio State University. Amber is a spitfire, is the best word I can think of. Um, She does not play around. The woman means business, and she has a lot of really great things to say. So I look forward to sharing this interview with you here in a second. Please go to my webpage as well, chrismcpeak.com forward slash coping. I am uploading, unloading, reloading every single resource that I can find out there that's meant to bring comfort and help and motivation, excitement during this time. So again, resources out the wazoo, you guys, between the show, between um, the 30-minute free sessions I'm offering, the content on my webpage. I just, I want to know that I'm being of assistance in any way. And if you think I'm not, I would love for you to email me and tell me so that I can do something different so that I can make a difference for you because I want to be that person. I want to make that difference for you. All right. Up next is my interview with the productivity specialist, Amber De La Garza. 
Hey, welcome everybody. You are listening to the Elevate Your Aid podcast and I am your humble as always host, Chris McPeak, and I am joined today by a powerhouse of a woman podcaster named Amber De La Garza. Amber, holy crap, so glad you are here. We've been waiting forever to make this happen and I'm thrilled. So oh, oh. we have, but we've stayed the course and stayed connected and made this happen. So I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me. I give you all the credit because you did not give up on me. Thank you so much. <laughs> no <laughs> let's, worries. Let's do your origin story first. What's your gig and how did you get started as a productivity specialist? Yeah, thanks. So I am the productivity specialist. And so right now what that looks like is I coach, train, speak um, all on personal productivity for business owners. And the way that I got into this was, um, you know, when you say origin story, it's like, how long do we have? But uh, (laughs) so let's see, we'll jump into. um, So I was in the real estate industry for 15 plus years. Like it's all I knew. I started in high school, went to college and got a degree in real estate and business management, worked my way up. During that time, I was a business coach for the top sales executives in our company. And um, it was then that the seed was planted, that there was like all these great resources and business strategy and coaching. And over and over, I kept hearing like, this is so amazing. Like, I love it but I have no time to execute on it. Like I, I have, I'm so busy working in my business. I have no time to work on my business. <laughs> and I was, you know, a lot younger. That was many, many, many years ago. I mean, I would say that was probably about 15 years ago. And I was like, that's so weird. Like why, why they want this? Like they're, they're successful in their business already. They know how to set goals. Like they, they know how to do things. Like why do they keep telling me they have no time? Mm-hmm. But I didn't take it anywhere at that time. And then I um, had my son and I took all my vacation, all my maternity. I was in corporate. And at some point during that journey, I thought, wow, I'm not going back. Like this just, this was a big change and I um, no longer want to work in corporate. But I wasn't quite sure what that was going to look like. And so I went in to quit. And um, I remember the COO at the time I mean, I just want you to envision like a big like muscle builder dude, you know, like could be so intimidating if you didn't know him. And he leaned over and he said, good for you for choosing family over work. Oh, that's great. I was like, like the air was sucked out of the room because I was so nervous. (laughs) I I was walking away from everything that I knew, everything that was comfortable, um, including a second salary after bringing a child home, which is all uncharted, you know, new territory. And in the same breath, he said, do you want to stay on as a consultant? And I'll tell you that it was that one opportunity that was gifted to me to see things differently from salary to what does consultant look like. And it just morphed into um, then becoming coaching and training and expanding this vision that was 10 years ago. Wow. And I really just had to make my first courageous jump to like, do follow what I wanted to do. And then from there, it was one thing after another that led me to how I serve my clients now. I have heard that so many times that the turning point is the whole, like taking the big leap of faith, being really, really friggin' scared, but going with it because you have to, there's something in your body that's telling you like, you're going to do this and you're, it's going to be hard and you're going to be scared, but 
yeah. pardon my French, fuck that. I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we definitely didn't know it was scary. In fact, I remember him telling me that and I was like, um, well, uh, like stuttering over my words. Like I need to talk <laughs> to my husband. Like I came in here to quit. Like I wasn't expecting for consulting and you know, at that time he said, you know, nap times, night times will work with your schedule. Just like you can work on projects, which was cool because I was going from corporate management to just the fun projects that I love. Yeah. Yeah. And I was torn because I had already made a commitment to stay at home with our son for the first two years. So I did do a bit of consulting, but I didn't start my business until my son's second birthday because I didn't want competing goals. Like I knew I couldn't raise two babies at once. Which was a business and a, a business baby. and a child, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so it was just a lot of decision making and listening and 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 like looking at like, oh, what did that mean? You know, like why? And so just to pull that full circle, is I just kept running in my mind, like if this is a skill set that can be, you know, learned um, with regards to time management, how much more successful could we all be if we were good with our time? I love it. Okay, so. What does that look like? What does it mean to be good with our time? Yeah. So as the productivity specialist, you know, I'm very aware that everyone has a different definition of productivity and a different experience and all that stuff. And so I'll just share with you how I define it. And if y'all love it, you can save it as a gift or take it on with a gift. But I like to really simplify it. And how I define being productive is investing your best time into your best activities. And so it's a framework that can lay over any goal we have. Um, It can lay over our health goals, our professional goals, our business goals, even our relationship goals. And why I say that is because it's our job to find our most focused, distraction-free time or, yeah, time that we can do our best work and then invest that in the activities that get us closer to our goals. And why I love that is because no one's here telling us, like, Your goal, Chris, is the same as my goal, same Mm -hmm. as the next person listening. We all have different goals. And if we took the time to get clarity around what are those activities, if done consistently, will get me there faster, that's where you want to make those investments. It's kind of like money. Like you're asking, what are the good stocks? You know, what are you going to invest in consistently to get that return? And that's what productivity is. Well, I, okay. So have you ever taken the Strengths Quest or Strengths Finder? I personally probably have. I've taken so many of those, but if you ask me like what they all are, I hold my Enneagram. That's the easiest okay. for me to. <laughs> well, I, what you're saying is very in line with that whole positive psychology and, and the strengths finder methodology that we should hone the skills and the talents that come naturally to us and not worry about the stuff that we're not good at. So this concept of like the kid that comes home and they got A's in everything but math. So mom and dad want to say, well, why did you not get a B in math? Instead of saying, look at all the beautiful work that you've done in English and social studies and stuff like that. So finding and tapping into the things that you're best at, or in this case, like you're saying, like what's calling you to do your best work and and putting the focus on that. Yeah. I mean, Chris, you did bring up some points that are so good. So where I didn't say was that productivity looks different for each of us. And that's what you're sharing is like what your best activities are and how you show up. I I literally am always telling my clients, we're going to double down on that. And sometimes that's like, like getting clear on what those are and it's different for everybody. And then, you know, here's, here's one example of finding our best time. Sure. 
Okay. So we are all different. And if you listen to regular books or other productivity gurus, they're like, here's my framework and this is how you get focused, you know? And it's like a one-stop shop for everyone that it does not work. Mm -hmm. And what it does is leave a lot of people feeling like there's something wrong with them. And so my best advice is for you listening is to lean into the things that seem so odd but work for you, like I want you to do more of that. So here's an example. When I left corporate that I was just sharing, I, you know, I was in management, so I had an office and like any good manager, the door was always open and there's all these cubicles. So lots of white noise, hustle and bustle, people coming in and out. And I was able to get good work done. But when I left and decided I was going to be working from at home as a consultant, I was like, oh my gosh, I am totally (laughs) going to nail this. Like if I was able to focus there, like wait till I'm at home and it's quiet. Yeah, that backfired. I was literally like (laughs) cursing the, the, the little bird that landed on the tree outside my window, the mailman that would drive by, the dog that would shake and itch himself. Like everything was catching my attention. I wasn't able to settle in. And I thought, there's something wrong with me. Like, this is absurd. Like, this is the best environment. Why can't I work? And so I sat with that for a little bit. And then I was like, hmm, let me see what it would be like to work from a coffee shop. And that's what I did the first year and a half of my business. I worked oh, wow. in a coffee shop. Anytime I wasn't with clients, I'm here thinking blenders, people going in and out. And I was able to get in my zone. And this, remind you, was way before they had apps that, that replicate the sound of cafe noise, which you can get now and download from the comfort of your office. Wow. I left my office and what I thought was the place to have my best time and focus and went out into the world where I was replicating the environment that I had trained myself to do my best work in. Okay, everybody out there in Elevate Your Eight land, raise your hand if you're working remotely for the first time ever and you're just a little freaked out about it. Join the club, you guys, and know that you're definitely not alone. The current environment is dictating that we practice social distancing, which means many of us are setting up shop in our homes and trying to figure this the hell out. I really want to help folks get through this, be distraction-free, find that productive space in a home office that you don't really have. That's why I created a brand new ebook, Five Simple Secrets for Working from Home. The book gives you five steps to creating a space that makes you feel comfortable, sets you up for success, and lets you move forward during a time when it would be really easy to fall backwards. Working remotely doesn't have to be hard, you guys, but you do need to do a little bit of work, and that's what you got me for. Grab the free book right now at chrismcpeak.com. The link is right on the front of my homepage, in your face, and ready for you to grab it. But before you do that, why don't we get back to today's show? And that is a good example, but it's just the little, it's just a little snapshot of what could be you leaning into to unlock you doing your best work. Okay. So I heard you say app. I heard you say coffee (sighs) shop. And I also heard you talk about the difference between like finding your way working remotely at home. So I want to I'm going to steer yeah. the ship a little bit. First yeah. of all, I want to ask you, um, so in our, in our current day and age where a lot of people are having to work remotely for the first time, um, what's, your, what's your advice or where would you suggest people get started if they're in a position like you were where you thought, oh, I'm going to nail this. I'm at home and home is my happy place, but you know, yeah. it's not quite the same. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so as of the time of this recording, like going to a cafe is not an option for us in this current world. Right. Right. 
So I'm going to give some practical advice, not knowing where world when this gets published, but here's the deal. We need to set boundaries, both physically and emotionally. Like, are you emotionally available to the people in your home and physically? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is no matter what, like no matter what's going on in the world, we have to communicate what we need to those around us to do our best work. So if, for example, you find yourself needing like two hours of distraction-free time, it's like, how can you first identify what you need? Then number two is lovingly communicate it. Like, hey, in an effort for me to reach my goals or for me to invest in myself and my health, like I need one hour to work out without any interruptions. Mm-hmm. Like communicate that lovingly to those around you. And then three is hold your boundaries. And this looks like two things. One continually communicating when people are bouncing up against those boundaries of like un like un like um undistracted time or mm-hmm. focused time like keep reminding them and you're training them okay so it's kind of like just because you say it doesn't mean they're listening right <laughs> and two which should have been one by the way but we'll go That's with okay. it number one of that is you have to respect those boundaries first So Mm -hmm. if you tell your family that you need two hours of distraction-free work at nine o'clock every day, and then on Wednesday, they see you watching TV or out on the patio, you've literally communicated that those boundaries aren't really that important because you're not even holding them. Right. So it takes you holding them first and then you continually holding them with those around you to create any kind of space that you can, even if it's at your kitchen table, even if it's at your vanity in your bathroom or in your closet, like we are really getting uh, creative with where we're finding these spaces, Yeah. but find your space and lock into it and hold your boundaries. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And the, I mean, you talked about the vanity. I'm at the vanity in my bedroom. This is the space. Oh, are you? Yeah. And because I'm working at home now, I had to carve, I have my, my work computer in the living room and I've set up an office space for myself there. So, and I was just talking to uh, my earlier interview about this. So knowing that I'm trying to keep my home, my side hustle and my work business separate, which means also keeping them separate in, in the space. So that's a glorious little workspace that I've set up for myself. But in the bedroom at the vanity mirror is where I do my side hustle. Okay. And- I love that. Like that is such, oh my gosh, there's so much wisdom in that. <laughs> Thank you. So uh, just to pull it back for, for the listener, even yeah. if you don't have two workstations or you're switching gears, like what you've told yourself, Chris, and what I've heard you say, you may have not said that, but is like, you're literally flipping the switch. Like I hold my office sacred. Okay. So I'm not hanging out in my office. I'm not paying personal bills in my office because of the mental physical switch of when I walk through those doors Mm -hmm. or when I sit down at the desk, I'm telling my mind it's work time. And when we start graying those areas, it gets unclear about those external triggers like you sitting down here and you switched your brain. You're like, this is go mode for this business. That's go mode for that business. Those subtly subtle um, changes help so much. That's cool. And that's a good point about like, I don't pay my bills in the office. I hadn't thought about it that way. And I do a lot of personal finance at work because I'm at, like, I go in, I sit down and it's like, oh, I got paid today. I need to go pay my bills. Mm -hmm. My ass should be doing that here at at home rather than doing that over at the day job. That's, um, yeah, I'm going to write that one down. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So we talked about apps for a second before. So I would like to pick your brain um, a little bit on favorite productivity resources, books, 
podcast bloggers, apps, anything like that? Yeah. So Chris, I love this question and I've gotten it so many, many times. I bet. Um, <laughs> Cause you know, they hear first when someone can wrap their mind around what the heck a productivity coach is. The second question is, of course they have a favorite app or program they recommend because that fixes everything in productivity. No, that's not, not the case. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, when I first got these kind of questions, I was like, maybe I should have one. Like, what is that? But here's the deal. I'm going to bring this full circle. Okay. Productivity is investing your best time into your best activities. There is no app or program or new hire that is going to put your seat, your butt in the seat and have uh -huh. you doing your best work. Now, there are apps and programs out there that can help you become more effective and more efficient, and there's definitely a place for those. But for you to call them generically productivity apps, to me, dilutes the definition and then now it's not serving as well so there is no app that is going to make you more productive it's only you it is a choice you have to make you're going to make it every day and for some of us it's every hour to choose to invest in our best activities and to show up um and so i'll be happy to answer a favorite app i use in my business but we're not <laughs> going to call it a productivity app <laughs> Not a productivity app. Well, actually, now that makes me think of another area where productivity is concerned, and that's fighting procrastination. So why do you suppose people do procrastinate? I mean, I know why I do. And, yeah. and what are the best ways to fight that? Okay. Okay. Excellent. So may I answer the one app I just teased them with and then I'll go you into procrastination. Absolutely may. <laughs> okay, cool. I'm like, they're probably listening like, oh, she's not going to tell them. So the app that my team and I have been in love with is ClickUp and it's a project management and task management program. Um, I actually interviewed the CEO on my podcast some time ago. I wish I had the episode number. I don't, but you could find it. Um, maybe I'll send the link to you, Chris. Okay. And then, but ClickUp, um, you know what? I'll send a link to you too if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, they get 20% off forever if they just use the promo code. Great. But here's the deal. I vetted them. I visited their offices in California long before I ever announced it because I really, really knew that the marketplace was looking for a good solution and I believe this is it. So nice. pick up for project management and task management. Okay. Click, click up. You click up. Yeah. Okay. Got it. <laughs> yeah. 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 They're growing. They're, they're moving and they're oh, adapting yeah. to what our needs are. And it's really a great program. So procrastination. Yes. Procrastination happens for many reasons, but the number one reason that I see is not having clarity on how to move forward. Okay. And so it's, it's like, well, if we're procrastinating on a project, it's, I, the, you can't clearly see what's that next little step you can take. And so that big step feels muddy and it's not really clear how to move forward. And so my best advice is for you to get incredibly clear about how to move forward with bigger projects or tasks. Once you have clarity, it creates less resistance between you and taking action. So making things much, much, much smaller, biting them down into like specific things that can show up on your to-do list instead of just one big project where you're like, mm -hmm. oh, I don't have to, I don't have five hours to do that. That's true. But if you took the time to bite it down, do you have 30 minutes to do one little piece of a project? So that helps resistance with procrastination. 
Yeah, the the how do you eat it elephant one bite at a time, or as Sarah Knight would say, small manageable chunks. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah, and and I I think if you're somebody that likes details, that makes it so much easier because you can see what is it? Seeing the forest for the trees, I guess, is the opposite of that. So um, looking at the big picture, but now exactly what are those steps to get to that big picture and doing those one at a time makes a lot of sense because that's, yes. you see that the end goal is the big picture and the details are the steps that get you that way. So, okay. Absolutely. You guys heard it here on the Elevate Your Aid podcast, <laughs> small manageable chunks, one bite at a time. Yeah, for sure. You know, and the other extreme of that, and I can just speak to that because I am a very details person, is not to get too detailed. So one is like, okay, let's not go vague and no details, but I can detail and project manage out like with the best of them because that's a safe place for me, organizing, figuring out all the components, but that's not moving into action. And so I just want to speak to, there's a balance between the two of making it too big or too detailed. And then you're spending all your time organizing yourself around the project, but not taking action. Analysis paralysis or something like that. Or like my husband and I like to say, that's picking that shit out of pepper. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Great. Amber, this has been fantastic. And I think I would like to talk to you for another hour, but I don't think that that would be reasonable in in today. So tell us where we can find you online, connect with you, work with you. Oh yeah, absolutely. All right. So uh, you can find me at theproductivityspecialist.com. That's my website. Um, My podcast is called Productivity Straight Talk. You can search it wherever you're listening to this episode. And um, if you go to theproductivityspecialist.com, dot com forward slash take back your time. I have a free training there that they can take advantage of. Again, that's forward slash take back your time. And I just show you how to reclaim 30 minutes every single day for the rest of your life. I love it. I'm going to sign up as soon as we get off the phone. And I love, by the way, that you're the productivity specialist. So that's kind of like the Ohio State University. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's great. You guys, we've been talking to Amber De La Garza of Productivity Talk Straight Up. Thank you so, so, so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Chris. Have a great day. You too. You know, what I think we need more than ever right now is a way to take care of ourselves and cope with what might be phrased as the new normal. Many of you are working from home for the first time ever. You're seeing your kids all day long and needing a way to connect with others in a way that's responsible and safe. I've got a one-stop shop for you at chrismcpeak.com forward slash coping. Do you need some self-care? Got it. How about some true reinvestment in your faith? No problem. Feeling, quote, stuck at home and need help and an escape? I've got your back. Some of my favorite peeps, including Allison Melody, Marissa Iman, and Ultimate Bundles have some kick-ass resources right now, and you can find all the goods at chrismcpeak.com forward slash coping. Be there or be square.